ho, 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 ho. Merry Christmas. I know him. To be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah. Just keep your seats. It ain't tomorrow. It ain't tomorrow. And it's coming to town. Yes. Does he get both feet in the oh, hole? Oh, yeah, Jim. Yeah. Oh, they're going to roll it. He caught it. Touchdown. Oh, he did what? Oh, he did what? Oh, he runs to the 50. He runs to the 40. The guy is drunk, but there we go. Festivus, so I'm gonna air my grievances with the fact that Josh just made us redo the whole start of the show. People don't get that <laughs> reference, Adam. Festivus? Yeah. Nobody. Why don't people get that? If you don't watch Seinfeld. Happy Festivus, even, everybody. Seinfeld, right? <laughs> um. No. Yeah. So welcome to the show. I'm Adam Jeffrey Rossi. My name is Josh Lapping. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully my computer doesn't break this time. Uh, I want to tell Christmas them... Miracles is just getting us to spend more time together. Absolutely. I have no problems with that. Uh, you want to tell them a little bit about uh, your rant review call? Um, well, first I'll tell or, them... Sorry, like, my, I did it, my listen, friend's fortune. This is the second time we're starting the show, guys, and I made that mistake that like this is two times in a row now. I was like so prepped. So, I was like, ah! For, and, and what's funny is as I said rant review, in my head I had... Like, I was thinking Friends Fortune, so. Yes, so I was wrong. I don't even want to play it because it was so disgustingly wrong. Yikes. No, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. I said that the two former Oklahoma quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray, were going to combine for 175 rushing yards in the bout between the Philadelphia Eagles and Arizona Cardinals. They combined for something like 98. I don't know the number right off the top of my head. Um, but not not the huge showing that I, I foresaw. So I was wrong, but it was still a really fun game regardless. And let's be honest with you. You called that it would be a fun game because it was an actually great game. And Jalen Hurts looks incredible. And when we get to the really off, does. When we get into the offseason, we'll deep dive into teams. But how bad is Carson Wentz look this morning? <laughs> the fact that the minute they put in Jalen Hurts, they upset the number one defense in the NFL – and then he goes off for 300-plus and three touchdowns in a normal... Like, it's just... Carson Wentz looks bad this morning. <laughs> uh, I, uh, well... Again, we'll deep dive into we'll it deep later. deep dive into that. But, but. I don't know if I'll go that far quite yet, but... <laughs> so... Uh, and then I also wanted to point yes. out... Let's 
give Adam a little pat on the back because I almost got my friend's fortune from two weeks ago. What? what? The Steelers almost lost their 69 <laughs> game streak of sacks against the Buffalo Bills. The one sack was a player knocked it out of his hands and Allen jumped on it. So I don't know if I consider it a sack, but whatever. You giggling at that makes us say no, it doesn't count. <laughs> I almost went two in a row, man. <laughs> That's impressive. It's good. You're getting um, better. You've got. I think you've got like two and a half this year. I have no idea. You have more than one. Do I? I? Say, yes, you have more than one, right? Oh. Um. But yeah. So regardless, that's that. But let's get now. Let's get into some rant rave recall. Go ahead, my friend. Well, hang on. Oh, okay. I'm I'm all over the place. You're man. like just like trying to let's let let's enjoy the ride, man. <laughs> Everybody, we are getting ready to celebrate Christmas this week. Oh, yeah. So we are going to have a really fun day for you. we got some fun things planned. I always love our themed shows. And uh, you, you love it, and yet you are ready to just totally I, listen, man, pass it by. I'm sorry. <laughs> some coal for you. All right. We're going to have a jolly old time, even if Adam doesn't care to spend time with us. Damn. We do care, guys. We care. <laughs> So, yeah, Rant Rave Recall. I am recalling a bad uh, prediction. I, prediction's not the right word that I had earlier in the season. During the Halloween episode, our, our themed episode back in October, I unmasked the Tennessee Titans during that famous segment. And at the time, I wasn't super confident on them. They started out the season all over the place. They kind of hit a little bit of a wall. They can come out and score 40 points on you one week and then just put up a total clunker Very the next hot and cold. week. Um, right now, though, they are really turning it on. They're playing really, really well as of late. I hate the nickname King Henry, but Derrick Henry <laughs> is playing really, really well right now. Uh, top of the league in terms of rushing has stiff-armed like 75 <laughs> NFL players this year. <laughs> Never seems to stop. So right now, Ryan Tannehill is turning it on. He ran for like 300 touchdowns last week, and by that I mean two. <laughs> Corey Davis is finally turning it on to the player that at least I want him to be coming out of college. Couple that with A.J. Brown, just doing A.J. Brown things. This is a Tennessee team that is playing really well. So I have to say that I was wrong in October. There are still a lot of factors that we'll see about the South as we move on. A lot will be uh, shaping out even a little bit more after this weekend. But right now, I have to say that I was a lot lower on the Titans than I probably should have been. First of all, I didn't realize that Ryan Tannehill had six total touchdowns last week. Holy cow. (laughs) He had three passing touchdowns and three rushing touchdowns. Did he really have three? That's what that's what I'm looking at. I thought he only had two. That's what I'm looking at. That's like I said, absolutely nuts. Um, Regardless, yeah, I mean, I talked about it on my solo episode. You know, I talked about they were in my top ten, but I'm still iffy about them because they are hot and cold. But right now, they're on a hot streak. We'll see if they can continue in. But that AFC South is going to be decided the next two weeks. It might be decided this week when the Titans play. Go to Green Bay to play the Packers, and the Colts go to Pittsburgh to play the Steelers. I mean, it's it's going to be wild. And I we, I even talked about it two weeks ago. We talked about it last week, uh, or the week that we were together before you had your solo episode. That a lot of stuff is still up for grabs at the end of the year. Uh, it's cleared off a little bit, 
with everything that's gone on. But, uh, yeah, the Titans are an interesting team. So we'll see after some really big – I was going to say AFC showdowns, but the yeah. Titans are playing the Packers, so it's not an AFC showdown. Right. For those two, but – Seems like a matchup that we don't see often. I, th- I feel like it's not. Um, but some really fun games that will certainly make that race – even trickier. Absolutely, and Pittsburgh obviously reeling. We're gonna talk. We'll talk to them about them in a little bit, but uh, they're trying to hold on to their division right now. <laughs> Crazy. All right. All right. Let's pass it over so, to you. I have a rave, and in the in our first attempt of this episode, I think I battled a little bit. It was like twenty minutes. So guys. we're gonna clean it up a little bit here. Uh, instead, minutes. I'm gonna play a two and a half minute video. <laughs> And then I'm going to say a couple of things. So here you go. Amy Fairburn ready to go after the timeout. It is a 28-yarder for the win. The kick is on the way. It is up. It is good. And the Houston Texans knock the Bills out of the playoffs in the Bills season. Trust me. I get it. There's a lot of pain in going home. I won't be over this until we start playing again. But the kind of pain that eats at you just makes us hungrier. But I promise you, our guys are hungry and we'll be back. And we'll never stop fighting. Winners know how to turn that pain into growth. And late last night, things heated up between the Minnesota Vikings and the Buffalo Bills, ending with Stephon Diggs being traded to Buffalo. Stephon Diggs is putting on a clinic now. Stephon Diggs makes a game! can't be stopped! It's in the same old Bills, man. We're not going to let anybody on the outside tell us who we are. Come on, what you going to do? Who you going to be? 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 Got Tyler Croft open. Touchdown! Touchdown! Are you kidding me? They want to talk about our blue collars and our rust belts. We'll just keep faking guys out of their shoes. Oh, God. Ankles, socks, and shoes. Go ahead. Keep calling us underdogs while we unleash our quarterback. Josh Allen's been incredible. It's a thing. It's becoming a superstar thing. You guys keep finding a way. Finding a way. Tell us we can't stop the best, that we won't meet the moment, and we will find a way. Showing up for the playoffs on a guest pass. We're writing our own ticket. Easiest way to playoffs is winning your division. That's our mindset. That's our goal. So we'll see you in Buffalo in January. Be ready. It might be chilly. Yeah. Uh. Sorry, I threw off the audio there for a second, but that that just gives me hyped, man. It's uh, that for that was the voice of Steve Tasker, by the way. He's a Buffalo Bills legend, and he keeps getting closer and closer. He like makes one of the finalists list for uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame every year, and then doesn't make the final cut. Oh. But regardless, uh, yeah, I just they post that video right after we won against the Broncos, and I watched it that night uh, while I was at work, and I got emotional. Just first time since 1995. The number one song was One Sweet Day by Boyz II Men and Mariah Carey. Gas was $1.11. You weren't even two yet. Toy Story, the highest grossing film. It was nuts. I mean, it's incredible. And uh, 
you know, it's it's a full team effort. Defense is playing better. We're number one in takeaways in the fourth quarter. Uh, Josh Allen's offense, getting everybody involved. We tied an NFL record with 13 players with a touchdown reception, including Josh himself. Um, and then, of course, my favorite thing that the head coach and the quarterback said in the postgame presser, or in the postgame locker room, rather, Sean McDermott said this is four years in the making, and he got emotional talking to his team, and he said, you can do anything you want uh, in this game and in this world if you stay humble and you stay hungry. And then Josh Allen capped it off with, this hat and T-shirt is fine and dandy, but I want the one that's the Super Bowl champions. Family on three. It's, oh, man. It's it's awesome. I'm, I'm just so excited. Uh, I'm not I'm not I'm not ready to be like oh my god we're going to the Super Bowl we're winning the Super Bowl whatever I don't want to get like that um, but I just want to enjoy the ride and enjoy a team that I love playing their best football they've played in a very very long time heck yeah it's well deserved like you said 25 years this has been a long time for the Buffalo Bills fans so as you should be excited it's gonna be a really challenging team in the playoffs and I'm excited to see what they do I think. You know, the sky's the limit, and and I heard someone else in all of your your Bills coverage things this week. This doesn't seem – this isn't a team that caught fire for a year. I really do feel like this is yeah, a culture shift. Absolutely. So maybe you don't get to the Super Bowl this year. Right. And that's, that's obviously any time that that happens, it's disappointing. Right. That's the ultimate goal as to why we watch football, but – there's a lot of opportunities moving down the road, so I don't right. feel like this is a, a team that has turned on so well, and then next year's gonna be like, oh, they're six and right. ten. So. Well, and we've and we've built it. I mean, the, the first year we we did as the video said we're not back into the playoffs this year, but we kind of backed into it. It was awesome. It was a great story. I cried, whatever. Uh, and then we drafted our quarterback, and we missed the playoffs for a year, and then we were back in it last year at ten and six. Two close games with New England that we could have won. So, you know, we were that close last year. We lost it, a heartbreaking overtime loss to the Texans. And now this year we cleanse our division. We're ready to go. I mean, we possibly ended up as the two seed in the AFC, which is hysterical that it's the first year that that doesn't get a bye. But um, yeah. it's still it's still two home playoff games if we win our first one. Uh, and you're right. Like, we built it over time that I had the stat. Uh, it's 23-4 and four when Buffalo's favored 10 and when they're favored by more than five points. It's just Sean McDermott gets this team ready every each and every week, and we win the games we're supposed to win. We don't lose those games. We don't get caught off guard. And that's that speaks to culture culture. It speaks to coaching. And I just I love this team and they're getting national attention right now and it's awesome and I just hope they do stay humble and hungry. I mean even Patrick Mahomes of the Chiefs, the one drive where Buffalo scored five touchdowns was tweeting. He was like, Man has three touchdown passes on this drive somehow. It's just it's awesome and uh, I'm excited for the playoffs. I really am. Yeah, that's awesome, and that's just that in itself is awesome to be able to say once again. But I, I've always trusted this process. I mean, mm-hmm. the last handful of years, and while there have obviously been been challenging moments, it's not like Buffalo is is challenging to be like the undefeated team, and right. I don't think they necessarily will. They probably won't ever. I mean, like they. They can get to a point like they have the talent to be like one of those like eight no teams, oh, yeah, nine no teams, sure. definitely. For sure. But this is just the the process. Last year, I said I think they were gonna they were gonna make it at ten and six. Mm-hmm. I didn't obviously say they were gonna be ten and six, but I right. predicted they wouldn't win a game because they hadn't been there before. They lost in a really difficult way. But this is this is just the progress that you want to see out of a team that's coming together like this. And so I think the future is definitely bright. 
for the Buffalo Bills, which is exciting. Yeah. All right, let's let's get into some news and notes. Our first one is the reeling Pittsburgh Steelers. 11-0 start. We got Glenn Connor on the show, and they've lost three straight, and I feel terrible about it. Um, but actually, it, it wasn't, it wasn't directly after that. They beat Baltimore, <laughs> and they beat Jacksonville, uh, and then... Uh, and then they lost three straight. So right. it's not really our we fault. Didn't, we didn't jinx that much. We've been known to jinx some things on the show, but that wasn't us. I don't know. I talked about it last week when I was, excuse me, on my own. There were a lot of things with, with scheduling and not having a lot of time to, I don't want to say prepare, but I think rest is a really big issue, especially with the things that we've come to know from the Pittsburgh Steelers. But even that wasn't uh, necessarily on display on Monday night against the Cincinnati Bengals and that one obviously hurt from a, a pride standpoint but it's something that personally I'm not overly worried about I understand if you were a huge Pittsburgh supporter if you were a Pittsburgh fan if you're inside that organization maybe even you can go far as to say like you're a little bit on edge right now fans are definitely on edge right now they're just freaking out right but you know, the fact is that Pittsburgh already has their ticket to the playoffs punched. Maybe they're going to slide, slide in backwards. But once you get to the dance, anything can happen. We don't know. Right now, they're definitely a team that I would feel relatively comfortable facing. But that's such a creature of the moment. You know, a month and a half ago, you nobody was like, I want to play this team. So, you know, we we can't get caught up in, in some struggles of the last few weeks. So, I don't know. Big Ben a couple of weeks ago, I believe it was after the loss two weeks ago, came out and said, yeah, we're not playing well. We need to get something figured out, and we have three games to figure it out. They obviously didn't get it figured out on Monday night against Cincinnati. But like I said, they are going to be in the playoffs. And if they can get some things figured out, this was a team – that's was 11 and 0. They won 11 consecutive in a lot of different ways. So if they can get the bad ready for the pun, bad juju uh, removed and get some things figured out. Bad I mean, ju- bad juju. <laughs> they are. They can be a dangerous team. So yeah, and they have a lot of issues right now. And I don't envy. I do not. I do not envy Mike Tomlin's job that he has to do right now. And we laud him a lot on the show, and it's all deserved. He's a excellent head coach one of the best in the history of the sport uh but he's got a job to do right now and uh we talked about you know and on your show you talked about how the Pittsburgh Steelers started off running the football really well and throwing it down the field but right now they can't throw the football down the field it's an issue for them uh their run blocking is pretty bad uh Casey Joyner the football scientist talked about this on his website he says that you know, even behind poor run blocking, even the best running backs in the NFL only average a little bit over three yards per carry. And with good run blocking, an average running back, like what people would look at and say, okay, he's like an average running back, would average at least seven yards per carry. So, like, the running run oh, blocking man. is massive to the, the success of a run game, for sure. Uh, which sounds, like, funny to say, but... It, it really is just saying that, like, even the best running backs can't be at their best without at least decent run blocking. And they're not doing it right now. And earlier on the season, they mitigated that with the quick, short passing game. 
guys like Juju and Deontay Johnson getting the ball and going down the field. What's happened the last couple of weeks, or most of the season, but it's been it's reared its head even more massively the last couple of weeks. Drops, drops galore all over the field. Yeah. And then you have teams that are not afraid to put extra guys in the box. So your run blocking is already poor because you because so you're not running the football and you can't throw the ball downfield because Big Ben is just struggling with that right now. So I mean, how do you move the football if you can't do all of those things and the quick game's not working because you can't hold on the ball? It's just it's hard. They've got all these de- injuries on on the defensive side, which for a while they were figuring out and they were working around. They're still the number two defense in the NFL, but it's a scary time. And, and you're right; like they could easily figure out a couple of things, and then all of a sudden they're the terrifying Pittsburgh Steelers again. It absolutely can happen. Um, but a game against the Colts and a game against the Browns, they could lose the division that easily. Yeah, in my opinion, is going to come down to Week 17 to have that AFC North crown put Mm -hmm. on a team so it's going to come down to the wire Mm -hmm. which really is something that we've come to think of that division for a long time it's always like what's gonna happen with the north and it it's always a a nail biter of a division which is good it's normally the ravens and the steelers when was the last time it was the browns uh probably like as long as the buffalo bills talk about that it it is actually but also like just think about it right now if the browns win their division when was the last time the Bills and the Browns both won their division? And let's also just point this out. The Bills and the Browns being like awesome teams for the first time at the same time in forever and none of us being able to actually go and see it is like the ultimate 2020 thing uh, it of all time. Sure is. <laughs> I will say this uh, to wrap up that portion about the Steelers though. And obviously we don't know what's going to happen come January. They very, very very easily could be oh, yeah, one could... done in the in the wild card but i would rather have these struggles now in december obviously it's not fun from a standpoint of view but i would rather have this than be really really great feel like you're invincible and then put up a clunker come playoffs like, like we've seen some teams year. do exactly yep. so i'd rather have these struggles figure out how defenses are playing try to see some new things have new creative ideas going yep. into this time that's a great point than the rather that's a great point I mean, and even, sorry to step on your toes for, like, to wrap it up, but let's not forget the year the Saints won the Super Bowl. They went 13-0 and lost three straight to head into the playoffs and then won the Super Bowl, so. Ugh, those Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, yeah started so that league. I remember that. Let's get into some drama about the Washington football team. Have you seen these stories? I'm sure you have. Is this, sure like, the have. Dwayne Haskins story? So there's two stories. There's one, well, first of all, one of them is, is far more serious, but all the allegations of sexual misconduct in the organization from many different women over the summer. I did uh, not hear about all, this. Yeah, there were there, there were there were a lot of allegations. Someone came forth with a story and then other women corroborated it. Uh, but Dan Snyder just paid a large settlement to these women uh, on the same day that Dwayne Haskins is caught uh, in a strip club without a mask. So a lot of drama happening around a team that has been a pretty great story so far this year. Um, I'm just interested in how do we think this drama affects this team, and this is a team that might need Dwayne Haskins to play for them again this weekend. So, and he obviously, like his, (laughs) before, before totally, like, blocking off his Twitter to be, you can't see it unless you follow him, 
Uh, Dwayne Haskins did tweet something along the lines that, like, I take responsibility for this. This is immature, and I shouldn't have done this, and I'm sorry, and that's all well and good. But for a guy that's struggled on the field and has already already been a previous offender for COVID protocols, he was fined for bringing a family member into a hotel, uh, not following protocols. So this is a guy, like, on the last leg, if not that one being cut out from underneath him. Yeah, I'm just reading this about all of the allegations. Right, yes. Uh, so, obviously, that's that's a big deal. Right. Um, I thought we had talked about it on the show, so that's why I just wanted to... So, uh, this is from a, a thing that happened a while ago, right? Like yeah. Like, it's just this, finally getting... This stuff that happened, but it's just... Resolved. Yeah, it's finally being... Okay. Yeah. And, okay. I, and we don't, we don't want to be that show that... We don't want to be those people that say, like, obviously, he did this because he paid a settlement, because there's lots of reasons why settlements happen. For sure, and I don't. I don't really want us to get into it too much. Uh, sure, no, but I understand. But you're, you're absolutely. Correct. I wanted to bring it up because there's a lot happening. There is a lot happening. I don't think that so much is going to play a role in the drama mm-hmm. of the team. Yeah, that it did when like the news broke and all right. of those issues right. were presently happening. Right. Um, I'm really curious though because, in my opinion, I actually think the Dwayne Haskins thing is a relatively big deal some people are are dismissing and they're like oh he just got his captain badge i don't even know what to call it removed like who cares like that's like poor coaching by rivera like that's like a slap on the wrist like they're trying to do a culture change and doesn't matter i just did like that little mocking voice for a really long time but in my opinion it's a huge deal in my opinion that is a really big deal because i feel like that is saying first of all they're pretty much ready to move on from the guy his actions were not acceptable for the organization and a coach that really commands respect in Rivera. And I'm really going to be fascinated to see who starts this week. What blows my mind, and people, they are optimistic that Alex Smith can start. That's what I've read. What blows my mind about this is that this isn't like, and I don't, I really don't, I, I please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not, trying to make light of it if it's like another like this isn't a team with a coach like a Sean McDermott or um a even uh, Matt LaFleur or Kyle Shanahan like young guys who aren't like Ron is an older guy who's been battling cancer he is the most at risk of at risk people that you can have for this virus and your starting quarterback is going to a strip club after a loss without a like I, I don't that that is not that's not only irresponsible it's dangerous yeah and and again I don't want to make light of it and say like oh if you have like a younger coach and he's right, done, like right. I don't I don't want to do that but it is so more horrible like you 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 I don't know where your mind is in that situation like Ron Rivera gets put in high high risk because of that and so. And again, like people are like, oh, slap on the wrist. Those are for people who I don't think really ever played sports. I uh, certainly never played in the NFL. Not that I have, but like, <laughs> but like having that C on your chest means so much to those players, and absolutely does. So to get that in a season where you are already being proven to probably not be a franchise quarterback, let alone the starting quarterback for this team, uh, and to do something like this, I, this all but puts the nail in the coffin for me that he won't be on the team next year. Uh, and, and, like, you hope that he learns from this 
and grows. I absolutely positively do. I'm not about to cancel Dwayne Haskins. He's a young kid. He's figuring his way out in the world. Uh, we all did very stupid things when we were in our early 20s. Let's be real. But this is a this is a bad, bad look. Not only just in terms of on its own merits, but especially when you add in the Ron Rivera aspect of it. I just that, – that like I, I wonder – and I and I fear for what, like I hope that that that, that I don't I don't want to be like I hope that Roman is safe, but like I hope that like this doesn't have any sort of repercussions in that avenue. Yeah, no, that's really really <laughs> fascinating. I hadn't thought about that angle, but that is a huge uh, sign of disrespect. I mean, obviously, obviously, I don't want to like go too into it. I think you said yeah, it really okay. well, but. This is a guy that during halftime would go and, and get different kinds yeah, of treatments like, and stuff. And like as a quarterback, you see that maybe how does you that cross your mind? You know, like that that is disappointing. And they talked and, about it, like he did that during the Steeler game that that he had to get treatments at the halftime of the Steeler game when they were losing and came back and won that game. Like this is a team that should be the most positive story in the NFL this year. They got rid of a name that for a very long time was uh, caused a lot of pain for a community and. They have a quarterback coming back from an almost career-ending, like, leg-losing injury and surgeries after years, and they might win this division, probably will win this division. Like, this should be the most positive, uplifting story of 2020, and Dwayne Haskins is trying his best to ruin it. I just, I hope that the young kid grows from it. Uh, I hope that, I, I really do truly wish the best for him. I just, I want us to be able to be positive about this team. Yeah, so that is disappointing. <clears throat> Obviously, we'll see who is going to be the starter. Like you said, Doug Smith is yeah, trending towards the right being able to play. He, Coach Rivera did come out and say that Alex had a good day of practice earlier yeah. yesterday and today being Wednesday. So They felt like he possibly could have played last week, but they didn't want to have any setbacks, especially if they think they're going to be in a playoff game. So I think they're... You know, playing on the safer end, but it if makes, they makes sense. If they win this week and the Giants lose, they clinch the division. So here we go, WFT. Absolutely. All right, let's let's move on to our first holiday segment Ooh. of the show. Very excited for this one. This is a new one. This isn't one we do every year for Christmas. So we're gonna play which Christmas song. So we're gonna go back and forth, whether it's players, teams anybody in the NFL right now, we're going to name someone or something and say what Christmas song they would be. Do you want me to go first? I think you should sing the song. Okay, sure. All right. So the New York football Jets are... I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only hippopotamus will do. Maybe we shouldn't sing a song. The, yikes. (laughs) (laughs) The New York Jets are I want a hippopotamus for Christmas because all year all they have wanted is Trevor Lawrence. I want Trevor Lawrence for Christmas, and they screwed it up this past week. It's absolutely sensational, um, but it's it's just it's so funny. And I, I a stat I found so in NFL history, ten teams have gone one in fifteen. All of them had the number one overall pick except once in two thousand one because the Houston Texans were an expansion franchise and were guaranteed that first pick. So. It's never happened in NFL history that a team has gone one in fifteen and not gotten the first pick, and it looks like that's probably what's going to happen. So the New York Jets want that hippopotamus for Christmas, and it looks like they're not going to get it. Oh man! <laughs> so I also had 
the Jets. Okay, nice. That is not the song. Ooh, I love it. That I had for them. Okay. I had them saying, "I'll have a blue Christmas without you." Yeah, because you're right. <laughs> I saw so many, so many fans like have like already made Trevor Lawrence Jets jerseys. Oh man, rough. So they're obviously. You know, we don't know what's going to happen. They could still get that pick, theoretically. Oh, Ali Pembasillo, we're so sorry. They did lose <laughs> out on the rights for the first overall pick. We do know some Jets fans, like Ali, who has been on the show. Uh, also, uh, our friend Jack, who's a Jets fan, Mike's Mike's buddy. It's just, uh, yikes. I feel bad for Jets fans, man. Maybe this could be a blessing in disguise. Because I did say, and, and again, we, we'll talk... Well, We'll talk to the Cows come home about Trevor Lawrence in the offseason. We will. But there's no doubt that he is a sensational player. But I will say, I have always said that I thought the Jets should get a good coach to work with Sam Darnold, and they might be forced to now. And I think it might not. I definitely don't think they're forced to. They might be. I mean, with the second overall pick, they still a can lot pick of people, any quarterback. A lot they of people want. aren't that high on Justin Fields. It's very interesting. Again, we'll talk about this. And there's also like. They could trade down and get a guy like Zach Wilson out of BYU a little bit later, or even a Trey Lance. People like, love that guy coming they could, out. So. Well, and he had an incredible bowl game the other day, so we'll see what happens. But I, I, I think that I do. I think I like your song a little bit better. <laughs> I will say. You know, I actually hate your song from a song standpoint. Oh, I do too. <laughs> but I like that you brought it out. So. All right, you go first this time. All right. I have so four of them. So. I have like. Six. Okay. I don't know. I, I just it. I just went with it. Oh, right, we can go blow for blow. Um, so I'll just go back to kind of what we were talking about for a quick second. I'll just uh, but the Steelers got run over by <laughs> reindeer. They just got smacked in the face. They're on a huge losing skid. They didn't see it coming, but now Big Ben and uh, Tomlin believe. This is so fun because I also have Grandma got run over by a reindeer. But mine is Frank Gore. <laughs> oh, she's a crow. Because he's an old man. And it's uh, the opposite is that is that Frank Gore's an old man, but he might be the reindeer because he's still running over people for touchdowns. So he did. He just... scored last week, and when I wanted to when I wanted to bring up last week, all of these players scored touchdowns: Des Bryant, Frank Gore, Antonio Brown, and Larry Fitzgerald. We're living in 2015, not 2020. Seems that way. <laughs> But also, I don't, I don't have the stat in front of me. But didn't he also like set something about like being like he like set like he, he rushed over over five hundred yards for like the sixteenth time or that, like, something like that? It's that, but also he broke a couple things too because he's also now like the running back in NFL history with the most games played. That's awesome. It's just incredible. He's his his nickname is the Inconvenient Truth because it's going to happen whether you like it or not. It's just uh, what a what a great player. What a great story too. Um, he kept saying, joking that he wanted to play until his son came in. Frank like, Gore Jr. In college right now. I want that to happen but, really badly. I mean, the man's what thirty-seven years old. I don't know if he's going to play until he's forty, but well, it would be awesome. <laughs> as long as Adam Gates is a, is a uh, coach offensive somewhere. coach somewhere, he'll get a job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to go to my next one. Okay, and mine is the New England Patriots are going to be. I'll be home for Christmas. <laughs> there we go. I like that. Because y'all were knocked out of the playoffs last week That's by the one. Miami Dolphins. And you'll not only be home for Christmas, but you'll be home for the new year. You guys can 
sit back, relax, and for the first time in 11 straight seasons, y'all can book your vacation plans a little bit early. Boom. I like that one. All right. The next one that I have was about a story that I'm pretty sure just happened today. I don't know if you've heard about it. Uh, But a coach that I really like, Coach Joe Judge of the Giants, said, let's just forget about Christmas this year. we got to focus on our game. So uh, you're a mean one. Coach Judge, <laughs> not caring about Christmas? Come on, Joe Judge, I get it. You watch your team, you're, you're back in the playoff race right now, but it's Christmas. This is my favorite segment. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was oh, that's dedicated great. to Coach Judge. Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Okay, so mine is a team we, and the next one is a team we talked about earlier. The Tennessee Titans are... <laughs> I don't know what you're even doing. Oh, right it's now. Uh, it's they call me Heat Miser. Oh. What? And then it's fast forward. Friends call me Snow Miser because they're, they're hot and cold. You don't know which one's showing up right now for the holidays. Looks like what you would think would be Snow Miser. It's actually Heat Miser right now. We'll see what happens when they get in the playoffs. But Heat Miser, Snow Miser. It's cute. The Tennessee Titans. I like that. <laughs> Our next Christmas song that I'm dedicating goes out to the San Francisco 49ers. Uh-oh. And Coach Kyle Shanahan just looking pretty inept without Jimmy Garoppolo. All, oh, my God. I almost just sang the wrong song. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, I can't even think of it. I'm totally blanking. It's All I Want for Christmas is You. Okay. Don't uh... want a lot for Christmas. <laughs> there is just one thing and I... Yeah, so... This is either great audio or horrible. <laughs> it's probably... I mean, that was bad. I I totally dropped the bomb on that one. How'd you forget, like, the most pop culture, pop... You know, like, I was really time. just getting ready to sing... The next one? I don't know what I was getting ready to do, honestly. Just all had right. a had a moment there, but... So all they want for Christmas is... Is a quarterback again. Probably Jimmy Garoppolo. Probably. The, the record is very, very good with him and very not without pretty, him. Pretty bad without him, so... All I want for Christmas is you. See, I think I was doing a weird thing of like going with that version, but right. also thinking of the Michael Bublé version. Right, and I just right. Got super confused. There's just so many versions of Christmas songs. Uh, all right. Well, I'm, I'm gonna pull a couple audios, uh, audibles. I'm gonna keep making up ones until you're done. Okay. So I, I have mean, a, these last two aren't as good as the I, ones I had. I have another one, and it is. Mr. Philip Rivers and the Indianapolis Colts, who have uh, actually, I'm going to do the song first. <clears throat> I really can't stay, but baby, it's cold outside. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> so their baby, it's cold outside because the Indianapolis Colts have yet to play a cold weather game outside this whole season. And a player like Philip Rivers, who spends so much time in San Diego and LA, and now being in Indy, where they're in a dome stadium. They don't and haven't had to play in any cold weather games all season. And we talk about how sometimes those older quarterbacks don't perform as well in the cold. And now they have to go into Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania this weekend. It's going to be very cold. That's fascinating. I really like that. I mm-hmm. hadn't thought about that for the cold season. That's just really, really cool. Yeah, so, so we'll see what you, happens. applaud you for that one. <laughs> These last two are some more low-hanging darts, not as creative and fun. Uh, But now, shouting out to you and your Buffalo Bills 
faithful. Uh, right now, you guys are walking in a winter winterland. Yeah. So, you guys uh, playing well in December. Going to uh, continue to play after December, which is why I like. I obviously made it winterland, but it's, yeah. it's winter right now. Okay. For, for Buffalo Bills, not just focusing on on solely Christmas okay. in December, but. This is a good time to be a Bills fan. So. Okay. All right. I've got a I've got a cheeky one for you. Oh boy. That's a player on the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, <laughs> jingle bell, jingle bell, jingle bell, rock. Because it's time for Le'Veon Bell to tote the rock, oh. heading into the playoffs with Clyde Edwards-Alaire injured, uh, likely done for, oh, definitely done for the rest of the. Regular season, possibly even the postseason, but Le'Veon Bell gets his opportunity here. Here we go to he be does. the lead back heading into the playoffs. He can show if he has something left in the tank, and, and he looked good in spurts last week for sure. Uh, but they're gonna need. Here's the thing: we know for we know that you don't need to be the best running team in the NFL to win the Super Bowl. We know that, but you do need a running game, especially in the playoffs. You need a closer, somebody to finish a game. Uh, and Le'Veon Ball can be that for this team. It's a, it's a very important role that he'll play, and it, he's getting his opportunity. All right, the last one I have okay. is uh, I shouted out your team. I'm also going to shout out okay. one of my teams, the Miami Dolphins. Okay. We're going to go Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Yeah, had to get a little little Spanish to uh, oh, celebrate that. Uh, I love that. Southern Miami, you know, this, oh, is, yeah. That's a love this <laughs> is a team that obviously hasn't punched their playoff ticket. They are still kind of, kind of a long shot to make it if you were looking at probabilities and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just for the rebuild that this team is in, if we went back to our season preview, this is not a situation that we put the Dolphins in at all. Mm-hmm. I'm obviously excited a lot of people are all over the place on the play of Tuatunga Vailoa I've liked what I've seen I'm excited for the quarterback position in a long time for the organization so the same way that Buffalo is feeling really good I think Miami should be feeling not quite as good because obviously they're not in the the same driver's seat that Buffalo is but I mean they are in the driver's seat though a little bit behind so all right those two teams well that was fun I like that a lot. That was our what Christmas song segment. Hopefully, we'll see if it makes a return next year. I was but I say, is that the name of the segment? That's literally all I could type, and I really don't know what Christmas. Song. Which Christmas song? <laughs> Question mark. Usually, you're so good at finding little I know puns or something. All right. Speaking of better named segments, let's go to our second holiday segment. Let's play naughty or nice. We're gonna go through playoff teams and some that are in a hunt. Basically, naughty or nice. Are they contender or a pretender? Very simple. Um, so I'm going to bring up the playoff picture here, and I think we this can This is just... actually a segment, or, I'll we're... just say, as you're pulling that up, that yeah. I really kind of struggled to prep for. Okay. Because looking at the lists, I think pretty much in both conferences, there's nothing that really makes anybody a true pretender. Okay. There are flaws right. with pretty much every team, which is good. You don't want to have somebody that's completely indestructible. Right. Even the Chiefs that I think are pretty close to being indestructible right. have chinks in their armor, which For is sure. good. But saying that anybody is a pretender, I'm I'm kind of struggling to come up with that. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well, then maybe I'll just be all the ones that say naughty. Yeah, um, I mean – 
Sure. All right. So let's start. Uh, we'll just. I think we'll, let's just go back and forth and do a couple. So I'll give you one, and you tell me now that you're nice. Okay. Okay. Let's start with the Miami Dolphins. Let's go right for it. Naughty or nice? Yeah. So this is assuming that like they get in, or is this <laughs> well, just yeah, like, the picture as it stands right now? Yeah. I think. I think I'll, I'll say it this way. I mean, I very much think they deserve to be in the race right now where sure. they're at. Yeah. Uh, the reason I'll say they are naughty is okay. not because I think they're a pretender. I'll say they're naughty because they are taking the ball away with their ferocious defense. They okay. are. Taking the oh, opposite, okay. they're taking the other kids' toys away, so they're gonna I get like, on the naughty list for I like that. How you flip that? Xavier Howard, obviously named to his second Pro Bowl. Uh, I think down the road, I'm gonna be crazy and just fun for a more diverse conversation and make an argument for him okay. being the defensive player of the year. Okay. I'm gonna go that far. So okay. they are. They've continued a streak since Baltimore has been broken. They you are, need flashy stats to be. DPOI, so... They are on the longest active, most consecutive streak of having a takeaway. Oh, wow. So, I believe it's 20 games now. Wow. So, naughty for taking other kids' toys away. There must have been... So, there must have been, like, a fumble recovery in the Buffalo game. Because I was like, Josh Allen didn't throw a pick that game. But, interesting. That's really awesome, though. That's cool. All right. Your turn. You gotta give me a team. Oh, uh, well, then let's go over to the NFC for you, and okay. uh, let's talk about those Seattle Seahawks. So this is this one is very flip-floppy for me. This is another heat miser, snow miser thing, because, okay. because, you know, early on it was like, yes, let Russ Cook MVP, and then in the middle it was like, I'm worried about them, and then they were good again, and... The addition of Carlos Dunlap and Jamal Adams breaking the record for most sacks by a defensive back in NFL history, in a, like in the season, like they, they, they can be very scary. But I'm gonna go naughty on this one. Okay, okay. I'm not. I'm not like I, I. I love Seattle. We both love Russell Wilson. We like Pete Carroll. Chris Carson's great. Decaf Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Like they have so much of this team to like. But I don't know how much I believe in them down the stretch. They're gonna. It, it's gonna really depend for me on who they match up against in the playoffs. Right now, it looks like the Bucks, and I would absolutely pick the Seattle Seahawks over the Bucks in the playoff picture if that's the matchup that it ends up being. But it could not. So we'll see what happens because this week the Rams and the Seahawks play for the NFC West. That's, yeah, that's what it is. Yep. So a lot will be determined by that. But uh, I'm gonna go naughty on the Seattle Seahawks. All right. All right. I yeah. feel it. I feel it. All right, so then let's go with the next one. We'll go with one where we know what my answer would be. Naughty or nice Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Who? Yeah, I mean, we, <laughs> we, we definitely know what your opinion would be. Um, you know, I will say this. I, I said Tampa was going to make the playoffs. Uh-huh. But, again, like I said, I'm approaching this segment a little bit differently than you are because okay. I, I feel like all – the 14 teams that are currently in, even a couple that are on the outside looking in right okay. now, could very well make their case to okay. be a legitimate playoff. But sure. I will say naughty for this reason because kind of what you were saying with the Seahawks, I feel like Tampa right now is the kid that's really good at home in front of their parents, and then they go to school, and they're a little jerk kid. 
And then the teacher writes home, and they're like, they don't do that at home. I feel like probably Tampa does all of the things right during the week. They have all of those intelligent pieces. They have so much experience, but it doesn't always get out there on the field. And then the coach is like, well, we can do whatever we want. Oh, I can't even with that. And so I think I'm kind of taking the heat miser, cold miser in a slightly different way to say like they're like a little jerk kid, so they're on the naughty list for me. I love it. 10 out of 10. Love it. <laughs> um, and they don't, I mean, let's be honest, they don't really have the toughest schedule down the stretch. Um, so we'll see what happens. But You're looks, not going to pick a Lions upset? I would, like lo- something you would, I would love a Lions upset. And I don't know <laughs> if you saw the Matt Stafford no-look touchdown pass. Uh, I didn't see it. I read that he did one. If we had a crush in it, that's what it would be. Matt, like, you can make a highlight reel of Matt Stafford throws that if Patrick Mahomes threw them, the internet would lose their mind. But because Matt Stafford's been on a much maligned franchise his entire career, people don't pay attention to it. And think whatever you want about the guy. I mean, we, it's, we're, we're, we're notorious for going to bat over Matt Stafford because of <laughs> what he said in his postgame after, I think it was his first playoff loss or it something. Was, it was a while ago. It, yeah, but, um, but the man is an incredible thrower of the football. Like, he had a... It was it was like near the goal line, and he's just like looking to his right at like the corner of the linebacker, and just throws it all the way across the middle of the Marvin Jones. And on the sideline, Marvin was like, "Like it's funny to watch him animated, be like, you did you did what?" So yeah, it was cool. So maybe maybe he'll throw some no looks and upset it, and I'll be not upset. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Let's go for you over to the AFC now with the team that you just gave them a fun song, the Indianapolis Colts. So this is my this was my Super Bowl preseason Super, Super Bowl, Bowl winner. Um, I'm going nice with this one. I legitimately and I and there's a lot that could go wrong. Obviously, I gave them the baby. It's cold outside because we haven't seen them in cold weather games. And I, I sometimes I think that that is overblown, but sometimes I really don't think it is. I mean, we we've seen the stat of like Drew Brees in cold weather games is clearly not the same player. Yeah. Um. So like there are some players who that is and. Philip Rivers, most of his career has either been in a dome or in sunny, warm weather. Right. So we'll, we'll learn a lot about them against the Steelers this week, but I think they're nice. I think that they're very, very uh, veteran. I want to say veteran heavy because they do have a lot of young talent, especially on the defensive side and in their offensive skill position weapons. But they have great, excuse me, uh, veteran leadership on this team. And this is. Frank Reich said that he thinks that Philip's got a couple more years in him. But to me, this feels like Phillip's last hurrah. Okay. It, to me, this feels like this is my last shot because I just there are there are times where and Phillip's been playing really great football the last couple of weeks. So yeah, he's coming on at the right time. So we'll see if he can continue that through the playoffs. Um, obviously, a player that we both love, a player that we would all. Phillip's very akin to the quarterback version of Andy Reid, where he's been around for so long and he's been great for so long, but he doesn't have that ring. He doesn't have that title. Yeah. And I think that the the, the NFL fans would love to see Phillip get that title, and then he can just go home and field a team with his kids, <laughs> um, field an offense at least. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm gonna go nice. I believe in the Indianapolis Colts. I like that. I really do too. So. All right, let's go. To I got I'm gonna do I'll do one more, and I'm gonna give you a team that I just talked about with a quarterback struggles in cold weather. The New Orleans Saints, who uh, having issues at quarterback right now, and just dropped a tough one to the Kansas City Chiefs after getting upset by Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Yeah, so this is like a team that you said they are not like a team; they are a team. 
They are a team, like you said, that are struggling a little bit, but two difficult ones. Yeah. Not games that they were out of, not teams mm-hmm. that they were necessarily outplayed. Mm-hmm. It was semi-alarming to me to see Drew Brees struggle the way he did yeah. to start the Kansas City game. I feel like he did shake some rust, but it's obviously that was a quarterback that wasn't technically truly in my opinion ready to be out there but they put him out there because you need that kind of veteran leadership and presence and the aura of drew Brees to to go toe-to-toe with uh, patrick mahomes i get it i don't fault them for it i don't know i'm really really mixed on the saints i going back a few weeks ago i said it you know i i think the number one seed for them meant so much and similar to what you were just saying, you said it talking about Philip Rivers, but Drew Brees on the road is not the same Drew Brees. I'm leaning towards Naughty on this one. I love their defense. <laughs> I'd lean towards it too. <laughs> I love their defense. They're a ferocious defense, but I don't know. Michael Thomas got put on IR, which technically could allow him to return it's in hard. the postseason. It's hard. But this offense isn't what we saw last year and i i mean obviously it sounds like a little bit of a homer thing but i think if new orleans traveled up to green bay i would feel relatively confident yeah i um i i'm very very i don't want to say i'm very off on the saints but i do not have the same confidence that i did and say what you want about home field advantage this year i still think it matters especially like I don't know if you knew this, but Aaron Rodgers has played in four NFC title games, and only on the one, road. only once. Well, he, there was, I think there was one game where he was in Green Bay, but even the year that oh no, never they've no. never they've never made it to the title. Like. Right, that's what you're right. You're right. I just the stat was that the one like one time he won. That's the stat, and it's the year he won the Super Bowl because right. he beat they beat Chicago in Chicago, and even that game it took Jay Cutler getting knocked out of it before they finally won. Caleb. Haney, I think, finished that game. It was a tight game. There was a BJ Raji touchdown in that game. See, look, sometimes I can dig deep, pull out some nuggets. Uh, but yeah, I'd be, I'd be really, really fascinated to see uh, what this team does in the playoffs. Which team they pull? I mean, if they pull the Arizona Cardinals, that's a tough matchup. And even, even if somehow Chicago, who is right there on the outside looking in, finds a way into that spot and they're the two seed, that that's scary too. You know, and they could even drop to three right now, depending on what happens to Seattle and L.A. and them. Uh, but, you know, Minnesota's not an easy team to beat, and they got a tough matchup on Christmas Day. So we'll see what happens with them. But you're right, I might be a little bit out on them as well. Yeah, so I'm going to kind of force us to have a conversation about that because it is the Christmas Day game. So we'll talk about yeah. that Minnesota Saints game here in a second. But I'm going to give you one more team to talk about and it's a team that I just want to hear you uh, throw some praise at, and it's the Cleveland Browns, a team that you've believed in for, for many, many years. They've, they've gotten there, so now I want you to be like, they're nice because. Or maybe you're just going to shock me and finally be like, no. No, they're nice. <laughs> they're very nice. And the biggest thing for me is... I'm really hoping for the shocker. Yeah, all right. The biggest thing for me with the Cleveland Browns is how much um, Baker Mayfield has been playing with confidence. He's just been playing better and better every week. And we had a little bit of a fight about the whole Odell Beckham thing a little bit earlier in the week about you very, you're very adamant that they clearly a better team without Odell. Um, 
And I think the way the way that Odell was being, that's true, but I'm still believing that Odell can can change and, and grow and still be part of that. But that's that's a whole other conversation to have. We'll have that in the offseason. Because um, he'll certainly be in trade talks. Even whether whether or not Cleveland wants to actually trade him, people will be talking about him possibly being traded. Sure. Um but what I want to say about Cleveland is we know their run game is incredible. We know that they have a great pass rush when they're up. But what the key to this team being good and possibly winning the division is Baker Mayfield. And he has been playing great the last handful of weeks. And especially, I think we learned so much about Baker in that Monday night matchup, which is most people's game of the year. I think you even said it on the episode that it was your game of the year, where he went toe-to-toe with Lamar Jackson, the MVP, uh, and his only fault is scoring too quick at the end of the game to yeah. end up losing it. So so they deserve all their praise coming their way, and Cleveland's not a team that I want to pull or draw in the playoffs, so I hope they win the division so that I, I want to play Pittsburgh again. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. I like that. All right, so I don't have any no huddle because I wanted to focus on the Christmas Day game. Yeah. So the Vikings traveling to take on mm-hmm. the New Orleans Saints. Let's like really dive into this game because I think at first I was like, oh, like, okay, it's cool that there's a game, but it is it is what it is. But I think this game could be a lot better than some people, including me at the beginning, were giving it credit for. I have some fun things to talk about, but let's just... I want to get your thoughts, like, on what this game's going to be. The Saints and the Vikings? Yeah. Yeah, I... So, the Vikings are tough. The Vikings are not mathematically out of it, actually. Um, obviously, they'd have to win out, and they'd need the Cardinals and the Bears to both lose out, pretty much. Um, especially because the Bears just beat the Vikings. But... The Vikings, this is going to be their... They're throwing everything in the kitchen sink into this one. So I think that New Orleans better show up because New Orleans is fighting for that bye. Now, they need the Packers to stumble, but the Packers have a really tough game too. And I don't. And the, the, the interesting thing about this, though, is that the Packers have the tiebreaker against the Saints because of their 37-30 win earlier in the season. So the Saints and the Vikings both feel just as desperate to me, which is weird to say about a two seed right now but they both feel very much like they need to have this football game okay so i think it'll be a battle i think it i think it'll be a medium scoring game i don't see like 14 10 but i also don't see like 33 30 i see like 26 to 23 something like that oh you think it's gonna be a close game like that? i do think it is i don't i don't like and i would love listen i would love to see new orleans come out and just smack the vikings around and be like stop forgetting about us okay but i just i don't think i see that happening all right, it'll certainly be fascinating. Um, not only for this reason, but it's cool. This is going to be the first NFL game played on a Friday since 2009. Wow. So get treated to a rare Friday game <laughs> on Christmas Day. Also, this is going to be the 22nd Christmas Day game, which in NFL history, including the playoffs, which means that must have been way back when the schedule was shorter and whatnot. Right. A little fun fact, though. Minnesota played in the first Christmas Day game. Wow. I know this is just going to be a, a <laughs> long shot, but just take a guess as to who you think it would be. It is a real team. It's not like somebody that was it's not like the like Houston, Houston Oilers. Oilers. That's exactly what I was saying. Um, so, like, who did they play? Yeah. Who do you think they played, just for fun? On Christmas Day, they played— It was in the 1971 divisional round. They played—oh, wow, it was in the playoffs. 
Um, they played the 1970. Uh, they played the Chicago Bears. They played the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, God, and they easy. lost. <laughs> they lost the game. So maybe they're going to try to avenge their their Viking ancestors. Again, I, I imagine that I think this game's going to be close because of how desperate Minnesota is. And it's unfortunate that they had to start one and five because they went on that incredible one, won five straight. Uh, and then obviously they've lost, I think, two in a row. Or or at least, they, obviously they lost to, yeah, they've lost two in a row. They lost to Tampa Bay um, and in Chicago. Chicago. Uh, so it's unfortunate that they had to lose so much so early because they could be in the mix here. I do think they're a much better football team than six and eight. But I see it being close because they're, this is it for them. This is the Super Bowl. I like that. So I will throw out the few no-huddle notes that I have okay. for this game. So the Vikings have not allowed a 100-yard receiver since week seven. So wow. pretty much half of the season. Yeah, uh, that's They're the only team in the NFL to have done that in that stretch. So. That was the start of their run, too. On the flip side, we talked about the, the struggles of the wide receivers, mostly staying healthy. Uh, for the New Orleans Saints, but I thought this was really, really fascinating. I did talk about it on my episode last week, but Alvin Kamara is on a bit of a low point. Mm-hmm. He has fewer than 100 scrimmage yards in seven straight games, which is the longest streak of his career. Last week it was six games. Yeah. Didn't happen against the Chiefs, so he's on seven now. Do you see that streak being broken? I do, actually. I think that, especially with the return of Drew Brees, that he's going to keep catching more and more passes, and he's going, and especially with Michael Thomas being out. I just I think that he's going to be the guy in this offense against the Vikings, and I think... Now, I don't think he's going to have 100 receiving or 100 rushing, but scrimmage yards, I think combined, yeah. I think I see, like, seven or eight catches for, like, 70 yards, and then, like, 12, 15 carries for about, like, 60 yards. I feel like that's probably what ends up happening. All right. I like that. Yeah. And then I thought this was really interesting, too. So, Kirk Cousins and Drew Brees, they've met each other four times. Oh, wow. The record, including the playoffs, which we saw last year, there was the kind of shocking game where the Vikings ousted the Saints and whatnot. But the record split two and two from each quarterback. Okay. Kirk Cousins has actually really outperformed Drew Brees in these games. He has a 10 touchdowns versus one interception, has over 310 yards per game, where if we talk about Drew Brees, mm-hmm. that's 231 yards, passing yards per game, six touchdowns, five picks. So Kirk Cousins is really kind of looking a little more Drew Brees-esque than Drew Brees when these two teams meet up. Kirk Cousins teams. is the sneakiest great quarterback in the NFL. People don't talk about him a lot but Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback and we'll see what happens in the offseason for Minnesota because his contract is up if I'm not mistaken and uh we'll see if he gets resigned or if he goes somewhere or if, you know what I mean we'll we'll see what happens Minnesota is an interesting team to, to follow so I don't have the stat on it but Justin Jefferson has obviously been a really great contributor for the Vikings this year he is targeting Randy Moss's Rookie record, do you feel like Jefferson's going to have a good game? I don't even want to say, like, try to break the record because I don't know how close he is. He has 73 catches, 1,182 yards, and seven touchdowns. Now, I don't know what the— you're I talking, don't know what Randy's record is. You're talking about rookie receiving yards for, for Minnesota? For or the for, Vikings. It's Randy Moss holds for Minnesota. 
So while you're looking that up, yeah. though, do you see Justin Jefferson having a good game, or do you? We can even go over to Adam Thielen. So you talked about Kamara. What do you What do you see from the Vikings? Obviously, you kind of you said they were going to yeah. lose in a close one, but yeah. so they perform. Do you against what I said is a really tough defense? So Randy who do you Moss is going to be the guy. Randy Moss's record is thirteen hundred and thirteen, uh, and like I said, Justin Jefferson has eleven hundred eighty two. So he needs about like two hundred yards, right? Yeah, like right around there. A little bit less than 200 receiving yards in two games, which is very doable, especially for him. Um, I do see Justin Jefferson. I, I actually I feel like New Orleans' run defense is, I think, the best in the NFL. I think that's why it was so shocking that Jalen Hurts and um, Miles Sanders had the games they did against them because they hadn't allowed a 100 yard rusher in like forever. That was like five uh, years. So I don't know how much Dalvin Cook factors in the game. Obviously, he will, will factor, but I think it'll be Kirk Cousins to Jefferson and Thielen that keeps them in this game uh, for most of the way. So I think that whereas New Orleans' path of victory is going to be Kamara, 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 I think that the Vikings' path to staying in it is Kirk Cousins playing well, like you said he normally does against Drew Brees and the Saints, and then Jefferson and Thielen having good games. So, I like that. I'm going to ask you one more question revolving around this game. Let's say that the Vikings do go out and get the win, but we see Drew Brees struggle. What does that mean for this team moving forward, especially in the playoffs? Well, so they're not going to bench Drew Brees. There's no way they're not. Like I, I don't see Sean Payton being like we're going back to Taysom. Yeah. Uh, even though we talked about that, that, sometimes they looked a little bit better with Taysom because of the the uh, just the yeah just the nuances and the different creative creative things you can do with him that you can't do with Drew Brees. Uh, but I I just refuse to think that Drew Brees will go out like that. Like he might. No, and like he threw a deep ball down the left sideline against the Kansas against the Chiefs last week. That I was like, one, I haven't really seen him attempt that throw in a long time, but it was still a little bit short. And I was like, you could just see that he's not quite the quarterback that he used to be. And who is when you're 40 years old? You know what I mean? Yeah. But I just, I would worry about the Saints. I'm already worried about them, but like it will, we'll go to DefCon four or five if Drew Brees is is bad in this game. So, all right, all right. You know. Yeah. So I, I consider those two cold reads, so I'm going to give you my cold reads right now. All right. Okay. Let's do it. So obviously, that's something we'll dig into more in the offseason, but I want to get your initial reaction right now after Jalen Hurts being named the starter again. Why does <laughs> why does uh, Doug Peterson think he has to name Jalen Hurts to start every week? We know he's going to be the starter. But regardless, um, where's Carson Wentz play football next year? Does he play football? Oh, uh well, I mean, does he play football as a starter? Yeah. I mean, like, he's going to be in the league. No, yeah. No, that's So he'll I mean. play football. Um, you know, I, I think he will be a starter. Yeah. I do. I'm, I think we either teased it on our first episode <laughs> or I said it earlier in this one. I can't remember. I, I'm still not overly on the, I'm not on the Carson Wentz sucks train. Um, I'm just not. I think there's a lot of things that have gone into this kind of resurgence into Philadelphia. And obviously Jalen Hurts is playing better than I expected him to. But mm-hmm. he's obviously a really, really talented young man. Yeah. But I don't think that just because he's having success and the team's having some more success means like, oh, like this was all Carson's fault. I don't I don't believe that. So I think he will be a starter. Did you ask me where? Yeah. Uh, God, that's it's hard. I guess you really 
Like, does Frank Reich really believe in the Philip Rivers thing? Yeah. Uh, does Jimmy Garoppolo stay in San Francisco? A very interesting place. Um, the so, contract's hard, but I think more than that in the NFL, like, if you want to get something done, you get it done. And, and there have been rumors early. This has obviously only been two weeks, but there have already been things floating around. Like, they're like, someone is interested in pulling this trade. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, is Philadelphia just saying that to try to get people? Possibly. Maybe, Maybe a big smoke screen. But I feel like this early, a week after the dude got benched, somebody probably did say they're interested in pulling it. Yeah. So it'll depend on what Philadelphia wants to do. Mm-hmm. Does that mean they're going to get, like, a treasure trove? No. But if somebody wants to trade for him, they will. Okay. All right. Uh, and then my other cold read is let me find it real quick. Sorry, I had it written down. Uh, yeah, I don't know where I fully stand on Carson Wentz. Obviously, I've been a big believer in him the whole time, and I had the recall earlier where I was like, Carson Wentz is not better than Dak Prescott. Everybody okay? And the crowd went wild. Uh, but I just I think there are too many quarterback needy teams that somebody will give Carson. It's I don't think it's ever happened in the NFL that a guy can play at an MVP caliber level. And then turns out to suck. You know what I mean? He played MVP football for 13 weeks a couple of seasons ago. Uh, and then obviously he got hurt. And then Nick Foles came in and they ended up winning the Super Bowl. But he played that type of football. It's in him. Somebody can get it out of him. So I I still believe that. I just I – don't, I don't know if he ever plays it down again for Philly. I agree with that. I just – I don't think that happens. Um, okay. And my other cold read is who will be – this is another quarterback one. Okay. The starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears, 2021, week one. Great question, because Mitch Trubisky, I think he goes by Mitchell now. Mitchell? Ooh. Mitchell Trubisky. All, I don't know if you've noticed that, but he's like- He's all grown up. They used to now, like his name like on like stuff used to be Mitch Trubisky, now it's Mitchell Trubisky. Interesting. Um, so maybe he needed that L to, to start getting W's. Because he has really been making a case as of late with his play. It's been doing really well. He'll still make the occasional boneheaded play. But a lot of quarterbacks, I don't want to say a lot of quarterbacks, but some really good quarterbacks. I mean, Josh Allen will still make the occasional boneheaded play. That doesn't mean he's not playing really, really well or could be the leader of the team. Josh Allen obviously is the leader of the Bills. Mm-hmm. Can Trubisky be the leader of the Bears? I don't know. He's 5-2 and two record, 14 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. Yeah, he's playing, and, and he's playing with more confidence than I have seen him play mm-hmm. through a lot of his career because I have been paying closer attention to, to the Bears games as of late yeah. just for, for fantasy purposes and whatnot. But I, I really like seeing what he, he is and what he can be. Mm-hmm. So who's going to be the quarterback I think it's going to be Trubisky on a shorter leash because I feel like they will okay. draft or they will invest some draft capital in a guy. He'll go in as the number one guy. But if we if we see something where we don't see this confidence, we don't see this kind of production, no. I think it'll be like, okay, we're done. Okay. So, But I think, in my opinion, and obviously I'm, I'm a rival team guy, but in my opinion – I think he's earned very much a shot, and I like what I've seen. So I don't know what the Chicago faithful are saying. I don't know what the, where they are, if they just feel like it's been too much hot and cold or, mm-hmm. or whatever. But in my opinion, as as a football follower, yeah, I'm all for it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I we'll see what happens. And we talked about early on, we thought it was the wrong decision to, to bench him in the first place. Uh, that obviously one 
that, that that game that they put him in, and then I think they won the next game. But then they lost a bunch with Nick Foles, and it just didn't look good. They were five and one at one point after upsetting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on Thursday Night Football, and lost. Like that was six straight. I think that was Foles' only true win. Start it was like to win. start to win, and it was not the greatest game either. They won nineteen to seventeen. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. I do. I do think Mitch has what it takes. They obviously went twelve and four with him as the starter, and they have really good offense. So. We'll see what happens, but I like that. I like that the uh, idea that they would draft somebody but be like, we're still going to start Mitch at the start. So, all right, those are my cold reads. Yeah, all love right. it. Now it's time for Pals Picks. Oh, yeah. You did a great job with that last week. Hey, I think thanks. it was better than mine. Uh, no. <laughs> you showed out people the that you can effort. see. You, always, you take the high one when we do it, but you showed people that you can hit that. <laughs> You hit that basement. It was nice. That basement. <laughs> All right. So, pals picks. Oh, I hate it. I'm up by one game. Two weeks to go. Oh, I gotta focus. It's so scary. Week 16. I'm entering with a record of 25 and 20. Excuse me. You, my friend, are 24 and 21. So I have a tiny little bit of wiggle room, but not that much. And if the Falcons just weren't the freaking Falcons, I'd have a two. You were so mad on Sunday. It's well, I mean, you were mad for other reasons too, because fantasy. Really I was having an awful kicked, Sunday. Kicked our behinds, both awful of us. Sunday. But I, but yeah, I, I mean, just remember you'd be like, "Oh, they're so bad." I just got, like, <laughs> and, God. and early on, I was like, "That this son of a bitch." Caught me on the Falcons again. <laughs> I was about to riot. Why do I root for this team? Yikes. Oh, so no. let's get into it this week. Do you want to give me the games first or do sure. you want me? Yeah, I'll do it first. All cool. right. All right. So I'm, first of all, proud of us for being above 500 as long as we've been. Like, past picks is we hard. Made it, we made it pretty far. I was going to say, like, before we hit a, even a 20 loss. I was going to so. say, like, past picks is always gets us because, I mean, we give each other hard games every week. That's the whole point. But, I, but I'm proud of us. So, all right. So, like I said, like you said, you're 25 and 20. I gave you some tough games this week. Let's go. First, Indianapolis at Pittsburgh. We talked a lot about this game. What do you think? Yeah, I kind of have been trying to foreshadow it a little bit, saying that it's going to come down to week 17 for the AFC North crown because I'm taking the Indianapolis Colts in this game. Okay. I think it's super fascinating, your point about the cold weather game. That could derail everything, but in my opinion, the Colts are everything that the Steelers want to be and okay. everything that travels well to a cold location. They got a running game that's really jiving. They have an offensive line and they have a defense, and I think those things will travel well in cold. So as long as Phillip doesn't revert to Phillip Rivers as of late last year and early this year of turning the ball over, I feel real confident in the Colts. And I think that sets up the Week 17 showdown between the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Browns for that crown. But for this week, I'm taking the Colts, and the Pittsburgh skid continues. We need Philip Rivers, not Philip Creek. Uh, <laughs> Yikes. I wanted this to continue without laughing, and I just couldn't because it was so terrible. Uh, Four-game losing streak for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's rough. Tealers. Tealers. Well, we're just going off the rails. Oh, uh, Essie, bro. Merry Christmas. Uh, I would cry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Washington football team hosting Ron Rivera's previous team, the Carolina Panthers. Revenge game. Absolutely. Is it? I mean, yeah. It, yeah, really, yeah, it, it is. really is. I feel like <laughs> Carolina did Ron Rivera a little bit dirty. A little bit. 
I feel really, really good about this game with Alex Smith starting. Obviously, that's up in the air. I am going to take Washington because I'm feeling pretty confident in Alex Smith starting. But even if not, I'm a little more wishy-washy on it, especially, like, with Dwayne Haskins and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I have lost— Maybe it'll be Taylor Heineke. I've lost (laughs) a ton of faith in Teddy Bridgewater, and I think— the Washington defensive line will rattle him, get him, get him uncomfortable. There really has not been a quarterback or an offensive line that hasn't been rattled at least a little bit by Washington's front this year. And we talked about it. Like I said, when we talked about picking this division in preseason, I said I toyed with Washington for a while because of how scary that front seven is. Yeah, it was just the quarterback that I didn't believe in, and then Alex Smith came in and stabilized it. So like this team is scary. Like this is the type of team I don't want to draw in the playoffs. Yeah, because for sure. especially if Antonio Gibson comes back healthier, like they can run he the football. Practice too. Is to say they can run the football with the best of them. Uh, and if Alex Smith is the quarterback, he's not going to turn the ball over. He's going to make plays with Terry McLaurin and whatever Sims you want to throw to, and Logan Thomas, the former quarterback. Uh, and this front seven is going to get to you. So that's a team I don't want to pull in the NFC. Yeah, so. I like that. All right, and then the final game: your Green Bay Packers on Sunday night football. Question Sunday mark? night football. Sunday night football on NBC. Alan, Chris, or Okay, on TV. The Tennessee Titans. <laughs> it's the song. Carolina one. She's like, Sunday night football on NBC. Alan, Chris, all the best on TV. And I changed it because they're like, okay. Oh. Yeah, it went over Anyway, the Tennessee Titans are raising the Green Bay Packers. Talk about a Christmas song. Let's talk about that. <laughs> I'm taking the Titans. No, I'm taking the Green Bay Packers. I think this is going to be a really good game. This is definitely, definitely, definitely a test for the Green Bay Packers containing Derrick Henry. Nobody really seems to do it. I don't (laughs) think uh, that they're going to, I think they're going to get beat up. There's going to be, there's going to be a nasty stiff arm in there somewhere. I'm sure. But some things that I feel really confident in is the Tennessee defense. When they get into the red zone, they're really, really bad. I don't have a stat on it, but when Green Bay gets into what they call the gold zone this year. They're really, really good. And when I say really, really good and really, really bad, they're 70% giving up touchdowns from the Tennessee standpoint and greater than 70% of scoring touchdowns for the Packers. So that kind of combination right there makes me feel like the Packers can go toe-to-toe the Tennessee Titans average up give up the third most touchdowns in the red zone so that kind of red flag I think is something that the Packers can capitalize on Mm -hmm. and I think they'll be able to take advantage in that way giving them the victory in a really good game the Green Bay Packers taking the Packers all right and if the Packers win this Sunday they lock up the number one seed in the NFC playoffs which is important the road goes through Green Bay for the first time in Rodgers career I might have to recall at the start of the playoffs who wins the Super Bowl because that's scary. I think it's going to be really fascinating, especially because it will be the second time that they've locked up that kind of path through the playoffs. But they they were fifteen and one that year. Yeah, and then they got ousted by Eli Manning and the Giants the year that they won. So, but I think this is a more mature team yeah. maybe not from experience, but a more mature Rodgers, and I think he realizes how important that is and, and a better coach. So. Arguable, regardless. All right, so just to recap, you went two row, or one row team in Indy over Pittsburgh in their first cold weather game, and then you took the home teams, Washington and Packers, over the Panthers and Titans, respectively. 
Yes. So now we'll go over to you. Uh, let's talk about the Denver Broncos traveling to take on the L.A. Chargers. What a weird game. The Broncos obviously just got shellacked by Buffalo. Talked about that earlier. And the Chargers coming off a victory against. What? They're coming off two straight victories in which they had to have a game-winning drive. What? Anthony Lynn saving his job, I think. Maybe. And I think it continues. Probably not. I'm all over. I'm all over. Oh, shoot. I was so excited to do this. <laughs> with this pen, with this Apple pen, how so, do I, what is it? Well, you gotta. <laughs> there. there we go. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Josh keeps track of uh, our pals picks on an iPad way better than our previous systems. Uh, and better. he highlights the teams that we pick, and I was so excited to use it for the first time, and I screwed it up. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers here. Love the way Herbert's been playing. Love the way they've gotten Austin Eckler involved. Uh, Keenan Allen, not so much last week because he was injured. Sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> but, uh. but the rest of the team has been playing very, very good football. And the Broncos is too inconsistent, man. They could have been heat miser and snow miser, but they're far less heat miser. Than, so they're just I, – I, I, Drew Locke's playing for his starting job right now. And Vic Fangio is on – like these are two coaches going in opposite directions right now for me. I think – Anthony Lynn's been rising up a little bit because I think it matters. We'll, again, another thing we'll talk about because I think we differ a little bit, but Anthony Lynn des- deserves a, a load of credit for how well he's coached Justin Herbert in his rookie season. Having He needs one more touchdown pass to break Baker Mayfield's record that he set, and we all, like, it was sensational when Baker did it to break the touchdown pass record. Uh, was it sensational? Yes. Josh knew it the entire time. He did know it, and without even knowing it. Because <laughs> I remember you, you did a prediction. I was like, just so you know, you're predicting him to break Peyton Manning's record. You said, yeah. <laughs> Regardless, uh, yeah, I just, I just, I see Vic Fangio being a little bit on the outs right now, and I see Anthony Lynn saving his job, kind of. So I think the trend continues. They win three straight. All right. Let's go to the second of three divisional games I gave you. <sighs> The Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts traveling to take on the Dallas Cowboys. I don't Andy Dalton. want to pick this game but because all of a sudden the Cowboys are relevant. <laughs> they played really well last week. Um, and I love Jalen Hurts and this offense with him, but I believe in the Cowboys. I think that uh, I think at home, I think that their defense has been much maligned most of the season. It's not great, but they've been playing a lot more solid football. And they've got some pass rushers that I think can, you know, kind of keep Hurts in the pocket a little bit and and force him to make some throws downfield. And I just, I think it just comes down to a gut thing for me. Okay. I think that Andy Dalton and the Cowboys get it done. I like the way Pollard ran. I think Zeke will be back and then we can get both of them in the mix. Obviously, they have the trio receivers in Cooper, Gallup, and C.D. Lamb, who are great. Uh, Dan Schultz, the tight end, has come on strong in the year. We all thought it was going to be Blake Jarwin, who unfortunately got injured in week one. But I just uh, I think the Cowboys win this one, and they keep it interesting heading into the final week. There we go. I like it. And then the NFC West playoff game, mm-hmm. the Rams taking on the Seattle Seahawks. If I gave you this game, you would be like, you know what? In Russ, I trust and do it. But I'm sticking with my divisional winner. I oh, I, man. I, I don't like loss? I don't like when I don't like when people say you know we're just gonna throw that game out when teams lose bad but we're just gonna throw that game out that's what <laughs> we're, we're we are throwing out that loss to, to the Jets that it's that it was a weird game the the Rams actually had two or three opportunities at the end to win it that just mm. there were there were penalties there were dropped passes it was just weird it was so weird they should have won that game. Uh, and I just I believe 
I believe in my heart of hearts that they're the better football team than the than the Seahawks, and I think that they they're going to come back hungry and angry, and I think that they're going to beat them. So all right, so going to go with my gut. You also took two home games or yeah. two home teams, I should say, and one away. You took the Chargers over the visiting Broncos, the Cowboys over the Eagles, mm-hmm. and the visiting Rams over the Seattle Seahawks. Absolutely, week sixteen pals picks. Whew. I going down to the wire. Obviously, obviously, if one of if one if if you go three and zero and I go zero and three, then you lock up pals picks. But it looks like it's going to come down to week seventeen. I'm sure it will. Like it doesn't it always though? Hasn't it always every every year? I don't know if it did last year. I know I, the first year it did. Because we did the whole super pals picks thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, regardless, so do you want to skip fantasy fanatics? Are you too hard to do fantasy fanatics? Um, I mean, I'll say who I think is going to have a good week. Let's do that. Let's just do that then. Because we're not, obviously, our team is out of it. And... We lost everybody because we had, between the two of us, we won like two fantasy playoff games. I think it was actually three, didn't you win two? I did win two, yes. I lost five out oh, of six. Oh, buddy. Five out of six. So it was rough. That is tough. I also am just sad because I thought I had one of the best teams I ever managed that is rough i i that is uh, i'm sorry but regardless <laughs> we'll be back next year and we're gonna win yeah so my fantasy fanatic though this week is a guy that i have believed in since last year uh and he's really been coming on really really strong and it is chicago running back david montgomery yeah he's been great the he's last been playing weeks. really 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 well uh, even against a tough defense, and last week that I didn't think he put up quite the production that he did against the run defense of the Vikings. He played really, really well this week. They have um, I'm blanking on who Chicago plays. Uh, who I'm not do sure. they play? They play Jacksonville, who are just really, really bad on defense. They are aver- allowing the most points in their franchise history. I think David Montgomery will continue and, to eat. And the Bears have everything to play for. If the Bears win this week, um, then it sets up to all they have to do is win and have the Rams beat the Cardinals, which is very, very possible in Week 17. And the Bears would be in over the Cardinals at nine and seven. So, so that's fascinating. <laughs> if you're if you're still alive, or if you're like me and are just playing for third place everywhere, Yikes. and you have David Montgomery. I say playing with confidence. My fantasy fanatics is a tight end that's absolutely broken out this year. One of my favorites in the league and one that I was able to pivot to and I have him in both my title games and it's the tight end from Washington, Logan Thomas. Had a monster game. Monster game. So he has 63 receptions on the season and I was... Like 30 of those come in the last few weeks? I was really... Actually, what's ironic is yes. (laughs) (laughs) So the last three weeks, his targets, 9, 7, and 16 targets last week. Now, I was worried about the whole Dwayne Haskins of it, but it was all he wanted to throw the football to because he knew he would catch it. Uh, Alex Smith does like him too. Obviously, he had two big games with Alex Smith too, but nine catches, six catches, 13 catches in the last three weeks, over 30. So uh, actually, no, it's it's like 28. So (laughs) you're very close. Um, But anyway, he had 13 catches for 101 yards last week. If it's a, if you were in a PPR league, he had 24 points. I just think that he's going to be sensational this week against a team that gives up a lot of points to the fantasy tight ends. Obviously we talked about it a little bit, uh, the Carolina Panthers, but I mean they give up fantasy points all across the board. But 
Uh, tight ends normally have good days against them, and I think that he's going to get 10 targets, and he'll catch most of them. So, I like that. Yep. Logan Thomas, definitely a guy that you didn't have to draft high. Didn't even probably have to draft him, to be honest. You probably could have picked him up. But has been a superstar as of late. So let's see if he can help make some people mm-hmm. league winners. All right, you have any, pick. Any, pick. Any, any tidbits before we do Friends Fortune? I do not. I got all, Oh, I do have one tidbit. This is one that I had written down uh, weeks ago. This is this is before, obviously, Joe Burrow got knocked out. Okay. But there was a play against the Bengals, which or against the Bengals, against the Eagles, which I don't remember if that's the game that he got knocked out of or not. But regardless, uh, no, I think it was the Washington game. But regardless, he had a game against Brandon Graham, and he got knocked down, and Joe Burrow thought it was a roughing the passer call. Brandon Graham helped him up, and Joe Burrow turned to him and smiled and said, when I'm the GOAT, I'm going to get that call. And I just, like, it's so weird. Like, there are so many players where I don't like that kind of bravado out of, because I don't think it's warranted, where Joe Burrow has just been, was so good having a great rookie season that I love that confidence out of the young rookie. Uh, and I was going to rope this into a cold read and be like, where do you see the, the Bengals next year? Or like, Zach Taylor, the coach, what do they do? Things like that. What type of team can they be? But I just, the future is, the future is looking up for people who are Cincinnati fans, and they're going to get a top three pick. To add to that, they might get maybe until they upset Houston. We'll see what happens, but that's certainly what you want to happen. <laughs> uh, they just upset the Pittsburgh Steelers, so anything is possible. But yeah, so I just wanted to give Ryan a, Finley a little bit of a shout out to, to Joe Burrow. I don't have a tidbit, but I'll say I do have a crush in it that I forgot about. Okay. So I do have a crush in it, and it is Savan Ahmed yeah, running back for the Miami Ahmed. Dolphins. Before Sunday's game, he talked to his grandmother who was in the hospital, oh. and he promised her he was going to rush for 100 yards. Oh, wow. Of which he did, which is obviously cool for primacy to his grandma, but yeah. it's also just really cool because that's the first time a Dolphins running back has done it since 2018, so it had been over two years since... And you had a couple games where he had, like, 90 this year. <laughs> right, so he, he's definitely trending that way, but it was cool just to hear, like, that emotional aspect of that. So. He's a very solid player. They signed him off of San Fran's practice squad, and... Uh, undrafted free agent and he's he's got some juice i i, I mean like, he's he's, I like a, he's a nice player we'll see what happens with gaskin in the offseason and obviously they have matt Breda there too who actually looks pretty good in, in spells it's just fascinating why he hasn't been involved at all this year but ahmed's a, a solid player so all right we got friends fortune all right you're gonna go I'm first ready. i'm ready all right i'm ready okay uh, friends Friends fortune for Christmas Day. First, I want to say Josh is going to love his Christmas presents. Uh, I finally wrapped them all today. Yes, I I waited too long. Um, But that's first and foremost. uh, And I want to share it with you all right now. So I I got him a shirt from Express. But I also got him two candles from Bath & Body Works because he loves candles. And then... Josh and I play Madden a lot, and in one of our franchises, he drafted a computer-generated player named Darren Fudge, a defensive lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers, number 99. So I got him a framed jersey of Darren Fudge, and he's going to be the first player inducted into the Pals Madden Hall of Fame. So I'm very excited about that. There's that friend's fortune. I hope you enjoyed it, pal. Uh, but my real friend's fortune is, um, it's hysterical, we talked about it, we're going to go to that Christmas Day game, 
uh, and it had to be Christmas for me. I was going to pick that, and we just talked about it. The Randy Moss's rookie receiving record for the Minnesota Vikings is 1,313. Justin Jefferson has 1,182 receiving yards right now. He needs his 129 to break it. Justin Jefferson is going to break Randy Moss's rookie record on Christmas Day against the New Orleans Saints. Okay. Let's go. Here we are. I'm going to say, everybody, my friend's fortune for week 16 is the Pro Bowl voting has officially concluded. Uh, It's being played on Madden this year, which sounds interestingly lame. But Emmanuel Agba, defensive end for the Miami Dolphins, did not make it when he has vastly outperformed his former Chiefs teammate, Frank Clark. Their stats, I don't even think, are very comparable. I think it's very obvious that Ogba is having a better season. Alas, I think he's going to use that as fuel to earn two sacks or a forced fumble against the Las Vegas Raiders on Saturday after Christmas. Whew. All right. I was like holding my breath that entire time. I don't know why. Okay. I did my friend's fortune without breathing, and it was very hard. Why would why I don't you? know? I don't know why I wasn't breathing. It took your breath away. It was it was weird. I'm very excited for my friend's fortune. I feel like you talked for like six hours. I'm just very excited for my friend's fortune. All right, it's because it is your time of the year, my man. So as we wrap up, I'm sure you have some holiday things to say. Yeah. And I will let you close out because it is definitely your time of the year. But just on behalf of me, everybody, thank you guys for your support. As always, I hope you guys stay safe. Enjoy this holiday season. It's going to be a weird one for sure. But mm-hmm. just in, remember the important things and, and enjoy. And then I'll let Mr. Rossi with his heart of Christmas gold take <laughs> it over from here. Yeah, it's obviously we've said it a lot this year. It's weird for all of us. We've all been going through a lot. Um, but I heard somebody and a lot of people say, and I said this half jokingly, but honestly in my video about, you know, it's been a hard year for everybody, but, and a lot of people would be like, this is the worst year ever. But I would like, I want us all to try to make it the best year in terms of we were able to grow in areas that we haven't before we were to better ourselves and i think that you know we're gonna record another episode before the new year uh but you might not hear us again until the new year so i just i want i I want everybody to have to stay safe of course during the holiday season especially like if you're in pa and there's shutdowns uh being smart and not being silly especially if you're gonna have holiday gatherings um but I just – I hope that we're all able to go to this season thankful for what we have, uh, blessed for the, the things that God has given us, and just enjoy time with our loved ones, whether it's watching football or or basketball it's back or just sitting around the table, sharing a meal with your family if you can be with them, if you're lucky enough to be uh, giving gifts, getting gifts, if that's part of it for you. But just – just really enjoying the time with the people that you love because I know that Josh and I are going to enjoy the time that we have together. I'm going to enjoy the time I get with my family. And, you know, it was a really hard year for both of us, but I want us, especially during this holiday season, which is so reflective of the year that you've had, 
for I hope that you're proud of the things that you've battled through and accomplished. I know that I, I keep saying it, but I can't say I'm proud of you enough. But even just going from having a stroke to to getting your master's and accomplishing all those things and then, you know, all the stuff that happened for me during the year as well and just I, I've, I've, I can't remember the last time I was this happy. So uh, I, I, I love you a lot. Uh, if you're listening to the show, I also love you truly. Uh, I hope that you enjoyed it. And, uh, yeah, if Simultaneous Catch is a song, it is Believe by Josh Groban. Anyway, thank you for listening. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was going to say hot chocolate for the Polar Express. uh. Oh, much better answer. All right, everybody, enjoy week 16. (laughs) Merry Christmas and God bless. crazy it's christmas eve it's it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer we 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 smile a little easier we 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 share a little more for a couple of hours out of the whole year we are the people that we always hoped we would be it's a miracle it's really a sort of a miracle because it happens every christmas eve and if you waste that miracle you're gonna burn for it I know what I'm talking about. You have to do something. You have to take a chance. You do have to get involved. There are people that are having having trouble making their miracle happen. There are people that don't have enough to eat. There are people that are cold. You can go out and say hello to these people. You can take an old blanket out of the closet and say, here, you can make them a sandwich and say, oh, by the way, here. I get it now. And if you, if you give, then you, then it can happen. Then the miracle can happen to you. It's not just the poor and the hungry. It's, it's everybody who's got to have this miracle. And it can happen tonight for all of you. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, you, the miracle will happen. And then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these bastards who says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You just got to want that feeling. And if you like it and you want it, you'll get greedy for it. You'll want it every day of your life. And it can happen to you. I don't, I believe in it now. I believe it's gonna happen to me now. I'm ready for it. And I, it's great. It's a good feeling. It's, it's really better than I felt in a long time. I, I, I'm ready. Have a Merry Christmas, everybody.